0: Today's show
1: brought to you by Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. Get ready for your tailgate. Stock up right now. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And six great flavors, slushies, the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors Studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street, and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Key, which 11 and 15, almost wharf online at sunburymotors.com. All right. Let's get to it. Our play-by-play call of the day. Second down and four from the Pittsburgh 46.
2: And this long pass.
1: A great catch by rookie George Pickens inside the Browns' 20 at the 18-yard line. What a play for the young man from Georgia! Oh, great googly moogly! I've never, I can't believe this catch. I'm like Myron, man. Oh man, what a catch by Pickens! One-hander falling away. You want to talk about the degree of difficulty? That's like an 11. Yep, and uh, Bill Hillgrove with the call. You heard it on one hundred point nine, the Valley last night. Uh, it was the Beckham catch all over again. It was phenomenal. The only difference between the Pickens catch and the Beckham catch is that Beckham's was for a touchdown. That was a first down, but the degree of difficulty exactly the same. It was phenomenal last night. All right, A lot to talk about. Guy that could like Chad Powers, I think break five four nine. In the 40. From odd 3com Louette Illustrated, Nate Power, sir.
2: Whoa. I don't know about that. What's going on?
1: Just just say yes, people will believe it.
2: Okay. All right. I think I, I think I ran a six flat in high school.
1: That is rather pedestrian.
2: I'm I'm a pedestrian. I'm the definition of a pedestrian. <laughs>
1: Uh, So uh, I'm going to get to a couple things that we talked about last night on the show, but I want to get to the Auburn game first. You're down there. You watch that. Look, The running backs for Auburn and their front seven for Auburn are the two best parts of that football team, no question. Penn State handled them. What was your impression walking out of there?
2: Yeah, I thought, um, you know, I thought that, that Auburn's, quarterback deficiencies caught up with them eventually. You know, I actually thought I actually thought TJ Finley outplayed his ability in the first half. Uh in some cases, uh some of the completions that they made certainly some of the the long third downs that Auburn was able to pull off, I, I think were of some level of concern to Penn State fans, but um you know, w- without like diving down the rabbit hole of schematics, Manny Diaz's defense seemed to me to be very much in line with, with the overarching philosophy of of Brent Pry in that, yeah, you can give some of those up. You can you can relinquish some first downs, but when push comes to shove, the more third downs that you force a team into, that you force an opponent into, uh, you know, Penn State's ultimately going to hold. They're they're going to to find a way to uh, to break serve there. Um, and so I, I think that that was very much the case uh, in terms of you know kind of handling uh, Jerk Wes Hunter and and handling uh, Tank Bigby.
1: Then offensively, look, we're seeing Penn State run the football. You know you have hopes that a Nicholas Singleton or a Catron Allen will do a lot for the running game. Now, in practical application, what's your thought seeing it happen?
2: Yeah, it's 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 fireworks. <laughs> like I, you know, look, I, I think um, sometimes we can get caught up in the The stats and the numbers and and deep diving, you know figuring out what what Penn state's issue were was running the football last season, but it's not that complicated. it's Nick Singleton hits home runs, and when you hit home runs, it changes the complexion of absolutely everything. It changes how a defense uh, attacks you, it changes uh how good the offensive line is performing, you know, surprise, surprise, but the offensive line isn't that bad when Nick Singleton is ripping off fifty five yard carries, right, for touchdowns. Um I I mean I just I, I I don't think that it can be um you know clarified enough just what his specific because Catron Allen is good too and deserves that mentioning but Nick Singleton changes things. He 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 is barkley esque. I, I know people don't want to hear it uh for the jinx factor, but he is. He he changes the way the Penn State's offense operates. And as James Franklin has made clear for nine years now, this is the secret sauce is getting explosive plays that go for touchdowns, go eighty and and the game is upended.
1: And there's no question that's what happens. A big part of that are the three tight ends. Uh, They got all three of them now because Theo played last week. Jack and I thought Strange played an exceptional game. What was your thought
2: on that? Yeah, no, he's he's, – I had an interview with him, with Brenton, ahead of the 2021 season. And so much of what he talked about was being this complete George Kittle-type tight end right uh and and james franklin wants a tight end who who wants to be tough and wants to be aggressive and i think that in a lot of cases that's hard to find that's hard to find those guys brenton strange is that (laughs) brenton strange likes run blocking you can see it uh he, he was a factor in a bunch of those big runs and so when you combine those elements of yes being good and efficient um, and effective as a run-blocking tight end, but also making plays and and making receptions, having yards after catch, uh, those are huge elements. I didn't think that he caught the ball well last year. He had 20 catches last year uh, and could have had more uh, were it not for a few, you know, kind of key drops that he had. So to to come back this season and put up that type of performance, I think bodes very well for him moving forward this season. You played
1: basketball in high school, and you know he, he was good enough to you know be on a couple of traveling teams. I'm sure he told you this. You know who he backed up. He was the backup to Oscar. He was he was the backup to Oscar Shibwe. That's okay. who he backed up. Oscar Sheepway yes. is who he backed up. The Wooden Award winner, who's now in Kentucky. <laughs> How about that?
2: How about that? Uh, you know, some some uh, Miles Sanders has a probably a familiar feeling story.
1: Uh, yeah, he backed up another guy for a while. Yeah, uh, so yeah, no question. Obviously, this is one quarter of the way through. Mm-hmm. the regular season when they're done on saturday they'll be a third of the way through with nothing but big 10 games left in in the regular season are you seeing a maturity with this team to this point uh because of the way they've handled their business so far
2: yeah i i you know, look uh, to be honest with you this weekend uh, i think will clarify that
1: Yes, I agree with you. Yep.
2: You know, um they 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 did this last year to a certain extent. That right they they got through those first um, last year. You know what? I,
1: the way they played Ohio was not in the same realm the way they
2: played Ball State or Villanova. Totally. Totally. They they That's have what, that, maximized They have maximized their opportunities to to develop depth, and I I just I think that's a huge point for this team moving forward. I I would just say that you know, look, the explosiveness of the offense uh, again is transformative. It it just they didn't score more than twenty eight points offensively against any of their power five opponents last season. They've done it every game in in the first three games. Right. So so that's huge. That that is its own separate conversation. But you you got to beat Central Michigan, which uh, you know, I certainly I think that you're anticipating and I'm anticipating that happens, but uh do it but you have to do
1: it? You have to do it, and you have to do it with execution. So you walk out of there saying, okay, you know what? Again, it looks good. You don't want to get into a struggle against a really well-coached team, which Central Michigan is. Jim McElwain's a really good coach, and they have a terrific staff. Uh, The 7 DB package, look, you go with what the strength of your football team is based on your personnel. That's Mm -hmm. what Manny sees. To be honest with you, if you're a quarterback, it looks like an amoeba out there. Uh, what's yeah. your
2: thoughts? Yeah, I think it's imaginative. I think it, I think that this is what we saw in the first place when the the ship of John Sutherland started. Right? Well, yes. That's, yes. That's the type of personnel. That Manny Diaz wants to implement, and he likes, and and maybe it will be great. Right? I mean, I, I listened to the show last night. Maybe it will be different in the future, right? Maybe if, if the linebackers right. uh, become a, a, a you know m- more bolstered uh, as a group, then then that might change. But for the time being, you see a group of defensive backs that have. Uh, a variety of skill sets, but are very, very talented. Have a knack for making plays that change the game. Again, Zaki Wheatley last week. Uh, Take Brown, Jalen Reed. Look at look at the defining defensive plays of that game, and right. a lot of them were made by Penn State's defensive backs. So to to go with that and to think to yourself, okay, we'll uh, lean into it, <laughs> right? Like right. force teams, force teams to throw the ball, and then once they do, take advantage.
1: Yeah, Stan White, who was the former Auburn quarterback, is now the analyst on their network. And Jack was talking to Stan before the game. And he said, you know, they they talked about the 7-DB package, and Stan said, geez, I don't even think Auburn has seven wide receivers. All right, yeah. so that was his line. <laughs> I have to ask you about the other element uh, that we did talk about, and this is not talking out of turn. James has talked about this before. Right? Yeah. You have to constantly be on the march to make up for time When it comes to your facilities He discussed the training table Aspect of it last night Which is something that has been discussed before But Nate, it's something Where Penn State has to tell its story As to what is going on so So people know why
2: Yeah yeah, it's been a it's it's definitely been a balancing act. I think is a fair way to put it, right? You don't want to portray yourself in a negative light because right. you're still you're still recruiting. You still you still want to be an appealing option for uh, the players that you're trying to bring into the the program, and certainly well, their. are trying to the, what,
1: what you're telling them now, Nate, is hey, look, this is terrific, great, 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 and you know what? We're going to make it even better. I think that's perfect. what you're trying to tell them right
2: now. Right, but uh, let's be real here. I'm not under those constraints, <laughs> and so i can be I can speak a little more yeah. forthcomingly about this. It's yes. not good it's not good uh it's not good that Penn State has its meals and the things that it it feeds its its uh its football players. Uh, all outside of the building. If you look around uh, at at the teams that Penn State is trying to compete with, that's not the case. Alabama, right. uh, Georgia, all, all of these places that Penn State wants to be in the conversation with have all of that stuff in house. It it. I, I remember, uh, and I, I brought this up this morning. I remember Bill O'Brien complaining about yes. seeing kids. Right, players come into the football building, you know, late for a meeting or whatever, but just rushing around because that's what a student athlete does. That's how hectic their schedule is, and they'd be eating a Snickers bar. And he would say, "Hey, you know, what are you eating that for? Like, what's going on here?" And the kid would say, "Oh, this is the first time I've eaten today. It's two o'clock in the afternoon." and this, right. this is the food that they're eating. It is insanely important. It is a huge boost to the program if you can centralize everything, bring it all in-house, be able to have the specific uh, dietary needs, all of the things that these players need. Uh, if you look at the NFL, that's what's happening, and this is yes. this is a version of that. So if you're going to take it seriously, if you want to be the real deal, and maximize, again, maximization, maximization, maximization. Do that with this, and it helps your program. I mean, it's been
1: 18 years since my dad passed away, but my dad had his own business, started it from scratch, Nate, in 1966, started it from scratch, and he was always finding opportunities to invest in the business because he needed to take it to another level to compete. And he wasn't afraid to invest because it was the only way to keep himself relevant. In other words, you either adapt or you can go by the wayside and your business can die. And that, in today's college sports environment, college football environment, Nate, you either adapt and push forward because you're investing. And if you want to keep the other 29 programs beyond football and men's basketball, all of them, They all feed off of what football does. So you have to invest in that to make the difference in the overall structure. It's
2: just a reality. It is business in the end. I I think that in terms of the fan reception, a lot of people see – some of the the splashy stories and the the flashy right the sliding board at Clemson. Every, that's the first thing that everybody talks yeah. about, and it's oh, right. this is I mean, stupid. It, it, it's, it's and it stupid, is right, but it's but it's not. One that was probably a thirty thousand dollar project that bought them tens of millions of dollars of pu- talking. No points. question,
1: yeah. Right? Publicity talking points, no doubt.
2: Okay, and so I I this is. Stupid, but whatever. I happened to by accident walk through Al- or, uh, Auburn's in house recruiting lounge last week. Right, yeah.
1: Actually, Jack and I went through it, so we saw it.
2: Okay, beautiful Heisman trophies there, the national championship trophy there, right outside of the, the recruiting lounge. Huge yes. TV, all right, and so is it. Was it spectacular? No, it, it wasn't, like, over the top, but it was impressive. And for us, for you and for me, who and, and most fans aren't going to see Penn State's recruiting lounge in the stadium, but I've seen it. <laughs> I've spent plenty of right. time in there. It's nothing yeah, I mean, to write it's... home about, right? It, it yeah. doesn't hold a candle to that facility. And so there are all yeah. of these things that Penn State has to balance in the coming years, weeks, months, what what have you, of how how do you get the message across to most fans that, hey, there are some things here that are not up to snuff against who Penn State is competing against nationally.
1: Because of basketball travel, Nate, I've I've been to Alabama's facility. Because of basketball, I've been to Clemson's facility because I have more time to do it. I've seen it. I've seen this stuff. Right, yep. because because I've had, I have more time on basketball to do it. So, you know, and look, it it you're just trying to make sure that no matter what, you're competing on equal footing, yep. because your entire athletic department needs you to compete on equal footing.
2: Yep, we, we, you know, it it, it all plays mm-hmm. into. The 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 elements that help you win, and so if if some kid and his family uh, find something eye catching and that's appealing to them and that's part of their consideration, yep. then you should make uh, again do it within the footprint and the character that you want to represent yourself as, but still try 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 to yes. you know make and- an effort to to do the things especially the things that are immediate and provide what I would consider to be significant returns. And so when going back to the dining facility that that Franklin mentioned last night, yes. That that's not like the Greenberg Ice Pavilion is not empty necessarily but there's space there. <laughs> there is there a way is space. to do this. Yes. There is a way to do this without Blowing up a building, right? Like you don't need to demolish and build new and, and cost fifty million dollars no. to, to put up no. a, a cafeteria. You, you don't. Right. But if you if you do it for the few million dollars that it's gonna cost, the return on that investment will be significant.
1: And nutrition is a critical part of your training. It is critical in your training. Pure and simple. And Jack and I talk about this all the time. Uh, about the nutrition part of it, uh, and it's something that Jack's done a lot of research on. His wife Joanne's very much into it too, which 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 helps as well. But it's it's part it's an essential part of your training. Yep. You're you're obviously um, a well trained fighting machine. So it's of course, you know, of course. I'm not surprised. Again, <laughs> right, if you say it right, it's almost like think fast, run fast. If you say it. <laughs>
2: I, I will I will tell you this and, and I do think that this is interesting over the la- I would say that in my conversations with players right we're talking about teenage kids 18 19 20 over the yep. last five seven years, I have seen a marked change in how they approach those things sleep yes uh, r- right because the, the, the weight training component has always been a part of it. That's always yep. been a thing. But the, the the eye towards the NFL, the eye toward making the physical gains that need to happen for you to be able to compete at that level, I, I think has been taken much more seriously. People are much more serious about their diets. I think that certainly the services that Penn State offers uh, help in that process. Penn State pushing it helps in that process. Yes. But the kids, yes. like, you, you're always going to have – those youthful indiscretions where, ah, whatever, it, you know, this is quick and convenient, I'm going to drink a Coke or eat a Big Mac, whatever, Right. Uh, I, I don't think that is quite as prevalent as it might have been a decade ago.
1: Well thought out, well said. Nate, thank you so much. I always appreciate the time we get a chance to talk.
2: Anytime. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Taking your calls at
0: 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones.
1: Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports Domestics Micro Brews. The best selection of beer anywhere for your tailgate. Stock up tonight. Tailgate tomorrow. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. Lots of snacks. They roast their peanuts and out every day. Six great flavors of slushies. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sombray Motors studio. Sunbury Motors. 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. So let's dovetail for a moment on the conversation I just had with Nate Bauer from On3.com and Blue White Illustrated. And it deals with moving forward with the program and there are it's important that you tell your story then after that people can make decisions as to what they want to do around it whether they want to be a part of your story whether they want to help out but you have to tell your story and you can't be like, tentative about it you can't be that's the bottom line you can't be And that's why I bring up certain elements on the show with James, for example, as part of Penn State telling its story. And for those who say, well, you just built this shit, how much more do you want? Just slow down. If you love all the other sports at Penn State, There has to be a way to fund it because they cannot and do not fund themselves. They do not fund themselves. So now you have a program in football. So let's say football. Where you have a coach that emphasizes like Joseph Vincent Paterno did and the 82 National Championship team will be celebrated tomorrow. He emphasized academics 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 getting your degree over and over again well guess what this coach does and i hear him after practice in team meetings i'm going to be in team meetings and it's brought up and after practice it's brought up academics he will take time to reiterate the rules did so last week Looked at everybody, and said the rules are simple. A, you must go to class. B, you must be early. C, you must sit in the front row. And then Todd Kolko does a great job of riding herd on some players. Not all. Many are responsible and take care of their own business. And the um, so Penn State offers all these great degrees. If you go to the quarterback club, and I mentioned this earlier, you hear the stories about what they want to do with their degrees. And several have already already have their degree, and they're working on another degree. That's taking care of the academic mission. So now let's talk about taking care of the athletic mission. Because you already have a football program that is dedicated to the academic mission, just like the wrestling program is, the men's basketball program, the women's basketball program, women's soccer, men's soccer, you name it. They're all dedicated to that. And not for the sake of keeping players eligible. Because it is the right thing to do and it is the best thing to do for the student-athlete. Get them on a path to a degree that has meaning. So now that you we've talked about that and I preface this conversation with that critical piece now what do you do to make sure in this case your football program and football and men's basketball are the only two that make cash that puts the two programs football way in the black men's basketball above the line no question in the black alright but you need the money to fund everybody else too besides their respective sports that means you've got to compete at the highest level to keep 107,000 coming in the building you need to compete in order to get into that college football playoff especially now it's going to be expanded to 12 which then means additional dollars coming in which help out and not only that for the young people you have here as part of your recruiting It's not just when you're recruiting, hey, you can get a degree. They they talk about all that, all of that. But you know darn well, with any semblance of common sense, and please use your common sense when I'm talking about this, every single recruit in a Power 5 school has one element in mind. They all think it's the next step to the three-letter league. And you can't blame them for that because they've all been the stars on their respective teams. So, of course, they're thinking that way. So what can get them there? That's why you have invested in a world-class weight room. That's why you put in the money into a locker room, because that's their home away from home. Not the Beaver Stadium locker room, the Lash locker room. right? That's why you have put money into that. That weight room is not just a weight room. It's the training room that they put a lot of money into as well. Training room is completely different now, because the, the players need that. Why you invest in mental health? Because it's more important than ever. And something else that is more important than ever—that's nutrition. And as I mentioned, this is this is a topic. As Jack and I, Jack and I were talking last night. Jack Ham and I were talking last night. And he says, Steve, this is this is you. He says, you know, this is near and dear to my health, heart. And it has been we've worked together nearly a quarter century together, and we have talked about this so many times I don't care whether it was ninety nine two thousand you know two thousand ten twenty seventeen now we've talked about nutrition so many times so many times and I'm going to give you. A, now I'm going to take you back just a little bit. I don't think a lot of fans realize that until the NCAA changed the rule. Oh, I don't know. Is it five years ago, six years ago, maybe? It used to be walk-ons. It was an NCAA rule. Walk-ons could not eat training table. You're you're, you're probably sitting back saying, you've got to be kidding me. And when this was the case, I made the point on this show over and over again in talking about the need for walk-ons to get training table or run-ons. Because if they're going to issue you a helmet and pads, and they're going to issue you a locker, and you're going to be ordered to run at 6 a.m. Or you're going to be a part of the rotation to lift at 7.15. And you're going to have to sit in all the meetings. And you're going to have to go out and run the other team's plays for a couple of hours of practice each day during a week. you darn well-deserved training table. You darn well deserve training table. It took the NCAA forever to change that rule because training table, nutrition, that's your fuel. You cannot maximize physically or mentally, physically in the field, or mentally in a meeting or a classroom. Without proper nutrition. So now we bring it back to, I mean, now walk ons can. Okay? So now walk ons can. But, uh, what? T- 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 2014 is when walk-ons were allowed. So before 2014, before 2014, walk-ons were not allowed to eat with the team except on the road trips and in training camp. That was it. During the season, no. That's the way it used to be. Then finally, common sense kicked in. So now let's bring it to now. Now. Yeah, Penn State has a training table. you got to leave out of the complex, go over to Pollock, do it there. It's just exponentially easier when you've got it within your own complex, where the weight room is near the training table area and the nutrition area, where the training room is near the – it just makes everything easier. Plus, you can keep better track to make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing when it comes to eating. And for it, well, look, they got money for this and money for that. Just knock it off. Hey, you don't want to give? Okay, you don't want to give. But this is an important part of training, especially when you're trying to win at the highest level. And this is the, to me to me, your nutrition right up there with your with your weight room. Right up there with your with your speed training. Right up there with the fact you got to be at meat, you got to be sharp. It's all part of it. That's why we talk about these things. It's not so they could have the Taj Mahal of whatever and oh, you know, and you can get by. We aren't in an era of getting by. It's not how things are done. And it's important that Penn State tells its story in this regard. And, again, you can then make your own decision as to what you think of it, but you should have the ability, without hesitation, well, we sort of know. Tell not what you need, and why. And that's what James, That's what You know, I brought it up last night, and that's what James did. And he did not know I was going to bring it up. I, we do not pre-plan any questions. Zero. I brought it up. He did not look over and say, hey, we've got to talk about this. No, we did not. I brought it up and then he talked about it. You can, you can have no hesitation about this. None. You have to have the ability to tell your story. And then after that, people can make up decisions as to what they want to do to help out or not help out. That's why I brought it up. That way he had a chance to tell his story and why.
0: smarter business. Newsradio 1070 WKOK wants you to know about the people and organizations that help make the
2: Susquehanna Valley a better place to live. The Seals Grove Area High School Alumni Association is holding their second annual golf tournament Friday, October 7th. Registration begins at 9 a.m. with a shotgun start at 10. Information is available on our website, silensgrovealumni.org. Benefit the Seals Legacy Fund.
0: Working together with you to make the Susquehanna Valley a better place to live. News Radio 1070 WK K-O-K. The Shikalemi Braves play on WKOK. Touchdown! Shikalemi Braves football on WKOK is sponsored by Platinum Sealands Grove, Cole Stony Hill Tree Farm, The Squeeze-In and Duck-In, Subaru, Marts Gap View Hunting Preserve, Mid-Pen Energy, Blaze Alexander Buick Cadillac GMC Truck Sunbury.
1: Friday night, the Shikalemi Braves travel to
0: Sealands Grove to take on the Seals.
1: The pregame show starts at 6.30, and the WKOK Sports YouTube channel starts with kickoff at 7.00. And Kevin and the Chief will have all the coverage tonight, along with our YouTube channel. Salem's Grove, Shickaleming, also on Eagle 107 tonight. And also we've got Lewisburg and Central Columbia on 100.9, the Valley. Penn State football tomorrow at noon, 10.30 will be the airtime. We'll have to get into next week. The need to find ways to cut down on the length of college football games. I mean, I realize that Purdue throws the ball a lot, so the opener was four hours and two minutes. But you're seeing a lot of games in the three-and-a-half, 340 range. There are ways to at least shave some time off. And we'll talk about that next week on the show. Penn State tomorrow, Central Michigan Beaver Stadium. Jim McElwain's a good coach. I don't care whether it was Colorado State. He was on Nick's staff at Alabama for a while, uh, Florida, where I thought he was doing a good job. But again, it wasn't good enough there, so they moved on to Dan Mullen. I think it was. He's the one that I think that replaced him. Uh, but that is, I mean, his quarterback is good. Not the biggest guy. He's only like 5'10, right around that range. Good arm. When you pressure him, he does have a tendency to sail it. Nichols, the running back's very good. He is no nonsense. One cut go. Dallas Dixon is out for the year at wide receiver. Um. And The um, Carlos Carrier, who's uh, who was at Maryland, he's played against Penn State before. He's in uh, McGoy played against Penn State last year. Ball State, he's another wideout. Wilson, the tight end, Joel Wilson, not a bad player. Uh, defensively, White Side Forty Five, the inside linebacker, really good. Uh, Coombe, the, the, the defensive end number nine, very good player. But they don't have, you know, they don't have enough. It just—it's a question of Penn State taking care of business, taking care of the ball, and that'll be tomorrow at noon when the game is over. Tomorrow, Penn State will be one third of the way through the regular season. Uh, more UCLA news: The Pac-12 commissioner wrote a letter to the Board of Regents was presented yesterday, trying to overturn the decision. Please, three-page letter. Outline reasons why the program would be hurt financially and emotionally. Don't think so. I mean, I'm sorry, he's way off base here. I mean, again, let's go to common sense. So their travel costs are tripling. No, they think their travel costs are gonna go up from eight point one million to maybe fourteen or fifteen million. Think you can cover that with the TV deal. All right. They'll also pay more money with coaches and administrators. Yeah, maybe. But actually, when they looked at the UCLA numbers, they're actually comparable to other coaches in the Big Ten already. So that's not right. He also doesn't understand that the Big Ten has revenue sharing. Actually, the revenue sharing number might be enough to offset the travel number. Whoops. Sorry, George. Look, he's trying to protect his conference, his brand, and probably even his own job. So I understand why he's doing it. But in this part about the travel and the the academic part, why do you have academic advisors? If there's a need, send them on the trip. they need to study all, have them on the trip. Hey. There are common sense solutions to everything. UCLA will be a member of the Big Ten two years from today. By the way, average game time for college football this year, 3 hours and 32 minutes. 10 years ago, it was 3 hours and 17 minutes. We need to find ways to shave time. And we'll talk about some of the ways you can next week.
0: Today's show has been brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Patronage.